Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. If you're not carrying around these eight Terras in your bag, you're not doing it right. I'm not producing a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> well, hello, listeners. You're listening to This Week Today, a comedy podcast that takes a brief look at this week in history, news, entertainment, and more. Welcome to the show. I'm Tove. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? Well, I'm on the road, so I think you know the answer to that question, my friend. Oh, uh, couldn't be better. Or, <laughs> or... You're dealing with incredible frustrations, or a combination of the two. It's always both. It's always both. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. Do you have any um, any uh, mild inconveniences you want to share with us? Actually, I've had a couple of victories, which is weird. So, like, I was in the lounge, and I sure enough saw the setup. They were, <laughs> you know, I don't eat cereal ever. Okay, it's not good for me. I need to, like, lose, you know, whatever. What are you talking about? Many times on this show, you've complained about... Either warm milk or not enough milk, or the the cereal you want is gone. Okay. Like you brought up cereal during your travels many times. Okay, hear me out. I only eat cereal on the road, right? So it's my treat. <laughs> so okay, it's not all right. right, which is explains why I'm so frustrated if it doesn't go right. Okay, so I get, I go there and I zero in, and American always has two shitty cereals and one good cereal. So in this instance, which is which? Well, I mean, you've got like uh, some sort of like cardboard flakes that they call brand of some sort and then some other generic, you know, garbage. And then the middle one's the one you want, right? That's the good one. Okay. And for a long time, it was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was in heaven. And oh, my gosh. Time, it was like Fruity Pebbles. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And let's remind the listener that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the official cereal of the Gravity Beard interns. So imagine that being sponsored by American Airlines. Okay. So wow. we're... We're, wow. we're, in, we're in business, right? So today, it was Lucky Terms. Love Lucky Terms. But as I look over, I, I sense a phone call coming because there's very little in the little, like, you know, dispenser. Uh-oh. I'm like, you <laughs> bastards. Like, I was like, I, it's, and today, let me tell you, buddy, I had... At that a, moment, did you start dialing the hotline? I had phone in hand. I was like, here it is, because it was four in the morning. The lounge had just opened. My flight was at six. So I had been up since like a little before three. Not going to have it. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, I was like, I'm doing this. Like I, if nothing else would give me something like fodder for the show. So I turned the little thing, you know, <laughs> and not only does it dispense the perfect amount of, of cereal, I also got the angel dust at the end. Which is the oh, blessed wow. cereal dust, you know? So you got the end of it. You, the end oh, of it dude. plus plus the dusting. Plus the dust. So And the milk was cold because it was fresh. Oh, my gosh. It was like a never-before-seen, like, victorious bowl of cereal. So in that moment, you put away your phone, and it was, it was like the... It was like you just dismantled a bomb. That's correct. Right? Like you, find, you, like you decided on which color wire to cut and you cut it and everything was fine and otherwise yeah. it could have gone completely the opposite direction right well it is either that or i like it to think like it was my last can of rations as i see my rescue plane coming to pick me up <laughs> actually my fantasy would be a helicopter so you see it's just coming I, i'm just eating it because i know i'm getting rescued you know <laughs> it's that sweet of a, of a bite <laughs> perhaps uh jan michael vincent as airwolf <laughs> right <laughs> which that's a little nod to one of our fellow Podfix shows, The Airwolf Years. 
Right. And that's also a niche reference because not everybody knows the Airwolf show. Well, there is there is a podcast called the Airwolf Years. It's another Podfix podcast. It's great. It's hosted by Dave and Greg. It's fantastic. That's what your ears will want to be listening to. Cross promotion. <laughs> but the negative part of this is I'm I have to move hotels tomorrow. So Ah. But I don't want to brush past this. What do we call a victory like that on this show? That, my friend, would be a moment of triumph. Moment of triumph. And we love moments of triumph. <laughs> Dude, we have the best moments of triumph. <laughs> yeah, we do. And the only, the only thing better than a moment of triumph is... Two moments of triumph. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> this could go on forever. Yeah, multiples of... Multiple. No, it's, it's sharing it with each other. You and I sharing our moments yeah. of triumph. Yeah, that's deep friendship moments of triumph. With that, let's get started and take a look at the calendar special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Oh, let's do it. Today, I hope you joined me and you celebrated National Polar Bear Day. I did with a Diet Coke. Yes. Adam, what's your favorite bear? Polar bear. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's mine too. Yeah. Another one that's scariest is maybe the grizzly. Possibly the grizzly. Yeah, for sure. And But my current favorite that I interact with is my dog named Bear. <laughs> He's awesome. And we modify these days on a whim, so you can do that. Yeah. Tomorrow is Rare Disease Day, but that's only celebrated in the United States. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's not a joke. That's actually today's official day. Oh, no, I know. I know. Today is Rare Disease Day, only in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Classic. Tuesday is Fat Tuesday. How about that? Love Fat Tuesday, bro. I love going to Fat Tuesdays. Wednesday, I celebrate my favorite pie because it's National Banana Cream Pie Day. I will second that. Thursday, ooh, I like this too. Soup it forward day. <laughs> favorite soup? <laughs> Go. Ooh, it's got to be lobster bisque. Oh, seconded. Did we just become best friends again? <laughs> <laughs> over and over again, baby. <laughs> All right, Friday is National Potbelly Pig Day. I'm in, dude. Mm. On a future episode, remind me and I'll tell you the story about how we, for a very brief time, owned a potbelly pig. Okay, and remind me to tell you about my pork belly that I smoke on the grill, so it'll be a great show. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I will. And we can wrap up this week of terrific celebrations on Saturday with, oh, Adam, you and I both can do this, National Sons Day. Well, I'll, I'll, tote, I'll, I'll dote upon my sons. They both won a gold medal in the last karate tournament. So in your face, people who don't take karate. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. Tell them to say congratulations. I will. Well, with that, Adam, why don't we turn our attention to this week in history? Well, that's where I'll take the reins, my friend. We're going to do history quick hits because anything else just wouldn't be my style. But I um, this one's cool because in 1827 was the very first Mardi Gras. Right now, you know, Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday, you get your king cake. And today I found a really dope recipe that you makes a bread pudding out of king cake. <gasps> I know. Oh. I almost, and I was surprised to see that our local HEB in Texas has king cakes. Why are you surprised by that? I shouldn't be. That's fair. But I was just in New Orleans. HEB is a best in class grocery store. <laughs> I totally agree, dude. And I never thought I would say that when I coming from Publix, but. It's the Publix of this region of the country. Dude, it's the Publix of our nation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. And you couple that with Bucky's, and there is no better combination of stores in history. Yeah, both are Texas-born concepts. So moving right along, that was 1827. So in 1836, Texas, where were we just talking about, 
declares its independence. And I think they're still fighting for it to this day, even though there's nothing else to be fought. There's an ongoing threat to secede. I know. Come and take them. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. don't tread on me. We're Texas. We can't get power infrastructure, but we want to succeed. I support all of that. (laughs) I just like that attitude. The South will rise again. That's how I feel about that. Don't (laughs) with me because we're out of here if you do. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're gone. We're taking our brisket with us. I might I might cry if that happened. The entire state of Texas is just a hair trigger. (laughs) This is so true. It's so true. Okay, well, I got to go back. to um, These are just hits. I need quick hits. All right. Mm-hmm. In 1940, Haiti McDaniel becomes the first African-American actress to win an Oscar. So talk about a way paper. So that's awesome. 1940, by the way. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't even know how that's even possible back then. So kudos to you. I don't either, but, it, but it's badass. Yeah, it's hardcore, man. So moving along... In 1953, the chemical structure of DNA was discovered, which is amazing. Uh, it's, it's definitely had vast implications in our society and our healthcare, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, man, that's a classic, classic tough, just glossing over the, the main issues. Uh, moving forward about seven years, in 1960, the U.S. Olympic hockey team beats the Soviets at Squaw Valley. So, in your face... Soviets in your face <laughs> right. Soviet Soviet <laughs> hockey team um, okay so just two quick years later in the theme of quick hits Will Chamberlain scores a hundred points not on television not on television no I remember it, it occurred I mean, in Hershey Pennsylvania of all places I, I love driving through there because it always smells like chocolate and that's a true story <laughs> But it was just some dumb small town in a little, a little arena. Like, like literally, like three thousand people were there. Did they do it like in Chuck Taylor's, like the most uncomfortable basketball shoot ever? Probably, but that's what you wore back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving along in music in 1980, "I Will Survive" wins the first and last Grammy ever awarded for best disco recording. That's my favorite note about that is it's first and last. <laughs> like it's the only time they awarded a, a, a Grammy for best disco recording. It's like we should probably give disco something. Here you go. And we'll never do that again. They're quota met. <laughs> That's all disco Whoa, gets. We are not going to make that mistake again. That's all disco gets is that one hit. <laughs> <laughs> we just, that's so unfortunate. There's a lot of good disco out there. Oh, I actually really like disco. Yeah. Well, uh, moving forward three years, one of my favorite years in 1983, 77% of the television audience watches the final episode of MASH. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That is insane, dude. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The yeah. Super Bowl doesn't get that. No. There's a lot more people, but still. In 1993, the ATF raids the Branch Davidian Compound. Now, Toph, you know what that is better than anyone. Won't you tell them what it is? Basically, there was a cult that was held up in a compound in Waco off of Loop 340, which I passed many, many times. And, you know, it's typical stuff. Um, there was children issues and gun issues and all kinds of issues. And then the government came in and effed it all up and drove tanks through the wall and lit it on fire and killed a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, your standard run-of-the-mill Texas problem. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I was in college at the time, and I drove by there frequently during the standoff because it lasted like 40 days. It was, yeah. like, it was, it was several weeks. And um, I also recorded 
like hours and hours and hours of news coverage on VHS. Like I would set my VCR to record on some news channel, CNN or whatever, and I would leave, like to go to class, just go about my day. And it was like six or eight hour tapes. And I would just come back just to switch out tapes. Like I had weeks worth of coverage. (laughs) And, and a guy set up a souvenir stand on the side of the road, down the road from the compound during the standoff where I stopped and bought a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. <laughs> which I still have today. See, that's cool. I, think, I just imagine like like the, 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 the Simpsons or like the the Family Guy version of this where like there's like a traffic jam. It's like, dude, are they still doing the standoff? I got to get to work. Come on. <laughs> you know what's going on? <laughs> yes. It's a famous event. Yeah. In U.S. history, and I was very close to it. Where are all those tapes now? <laughs> Uh, I might have thrown them away. Oh, dude. After all that work, <laughs> you should have digitized them. Well, there's no point because it's all on YouTube and, and now there's multiple documentaries about it. You make a compelling point. Or I could keep three big cardboard boxes of VHS tapes. No, you just digitize them onto LaserDisc. Then it's smaller boxes. <laughs> no, the fidelity would, would have been so terrible and pointless and I would have never watched it. That's correct. That's correct. In 2005, Martha Stewart is released from prison. And becomes best friends with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, which is par for the course. Like, I've heard it said that, I think we've even said on this show that, like, he's actually completed life. He's just completing all these side quests now. You know, he's he beat life, so he's just, I was like, nope, that's, that's exactly another instance of him beating a side quest. Yeah, why not just become best friends with Martha Stewart? Like, how bizarre is that? Yeah, among others. <laughs> like, right. Performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, which my favorite thing is, is like, they got, like, Snoop Dogg had a blunt before... The halftime show is like, what person on this planet didn't expect him to do that? Like, it would have been bigger news if he didn't do it. Yeah, my response was, a blunt? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A Please. Come on, it's it's pedestrian. And finally, buddy, in 2006, Epa Manley becomes the first woman elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, she was the co-owner of the Newark Eagles a Negro League powerhouse, and a huge advocate for black ball players and civil rights causes. And you know how much I am a fan of civil rights causes. So this is awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I never heard this note. I'd never come across this before. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So that's it. That, 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 that's history, buddy. This week in history. Thank you, Adam. And with that, how about the news? As long as it has my favorite jingle, sir. Okay, Adam, this is actually going to be maybe our shortest story. It's fantastic, but a little short. Okay. Okay, so we actually teased this, Adam, on last episode. This is a story about a massive brawl that broke out at a Golden Corral buffet. Yes. Now, I do want to treat the listener by saying, look this up because there is video of the incident. It doesn't get much better than that, buddy. No. So, shocking... footage from the fracas shows a mob of patrons hurling punches and chairs so like in what in part of the video more than one person is holding one of those giant wooden high chairs that you see in restaurants (laughs) like more than one person is like using one of those as a weapon it's insane (laughs) while others and this is you never want this phrase to be in a story in which you were involved while others in the crowd scramble to safety (laughs) If you're involved in an incident where you have to scramble to safety, 
That's not good. I feel like though that most incidents that involve you having to scramble to safety is probably like at a Golden Corral or Denny's or something like that. <laughs> yeah, surely. Otherwise, you're running for cover. Like it's much more worse, much more horrible. That's correct. It says the the owners of the restaurant notify local authorities, and they are investigating the incident. Most of the dueling patrons. I thought this was interesting. I don't know how this is possible. So I found this curious. Most of the patrons, I'll use the phrase dueling patrons. Most of the dueling patrons were gone by the time the cops got there. So there's a massive crowd of people inside of a golden corral in a melee. Someone calls the police. They all clear out before they show up. Like, did they show up to an empty restaurant? Well, I don't think that you are going to brawl in a golden corral and not kind of have a sense of when the cops are going to get there. Like that type of like personnel feels like they are, they know, they know what their time limits are. I'd like to sp- respectfully disagree. I think if you're in a brawl in a, in a golden crowd buffet, you you have unhooked your brain and you are so focused in just in the middle of the chaos. Like was, was it really fast? Because I mean, a brawl with a dining room full of people that should take some time, right? That's going to take some time to unfold. So now, now in today's society, people don't call the police. They just get out their phone and film stuff. Right, so that's right. Maybe, maybe it went for quite a, a while before someone actually dialed the phone. But I would have to think that you're, there's such chaos going on that surely the police can get there before, it's, before everyone is cleared out. It said most of them were gone. It's, it's the most of. It's like if a few get away, that makes sense. If, if the dining room is cleared out by the time the cops show up, that's just weird to me. Yeah, and why did it take us so long to get there? Or was it, you know, was it one of those long calls, or was it like everybody just kind of like scattered like roaches when the lights got turned on? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, there was no scattering. They were gone. It says they were gone, gone. Not, not like they ran off and didn't, and the cops couldn't catch them. There wasn't like chases. I just, yeah, right. I, I just wish that like when it referred to du- like the dueling patrons, that it was actually like a series of duels. You know, like the squared <laughs> up high noon. You know, yeah. <laughs> I found the phrase dueling patrons very funny, but it's actually not an accurate phrase. I, th- I think when there's a huge, just just a melee inside of, you know, of a giant chaotic crowd of people fighting, that's not really a duel. Yeah, you understand like brawling patron, uh, you know, patrons or, you know, like something of that nature, fighting patrons. But I did like find it interesting that like some of the employees were like still like we're trying to like diffuse the situation despite tables being hurled through the air. Right, right, right. So here's the part of the story that I think you, Adam, can relate to the most. Would you like to guess what the cause of the incident is? So I saw this, so I know. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I'm just going to break it to the listener then. Dozens of ticked-off diners. Now, let's see that phrase. That descriptor makes sense. So the reason why dozens of patrons at the Pennsylvania Golden Corral Buffet were so ticked off and it turned into a massive brawl is because they ran out of steak. <laughs> so on one hand, I get that, right? You're going there <laughs> for the steak. That's what you want. The man who's recently the recently gotten involved in competitive meat cooking. Right. Right. Okay. Thank you. Which I will be in May going to the uh, weekend camp to do <gasps> some additional advanced smoking. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> Side note. But the reason why this was such a groaner to me was because some dad wrote this headline. He's like, people were beefing over a piece of steak. <laughs> That's not the headline that I saw. 
And I was so. like, come on, man. Yeah, like, that's, that's bad. the best. That's not good. Get brisky on the line. I think we could have got something better. <laughs> yeah, it says, uh, they got a couple of quotes from people that were there. It says, there was a shortage of steak and two parties were involved and one family cut in front of another family. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously by the time the second family got there, there was no more steak and they got into a heated exchange back at their tables, at their respective tables, and somehow that turned into the entire restaurant fighting with each other. Yeah, that's spread like that's a weird like wildfire to spread, right? It's some like instant Boy, Lord is of the it? flies. <laughs> yeah, did, I, I would I would love to have been there just to have seen how that particular thing happened. How did it go from two tables fighting with each other to everyone in the in the place going at it? No, I think people wanted to get in the fight, dude. Like life is tough right now, bro. Life is tense. You know, there's a lot going on. People are stressed. There's, like, housing crisis. Like, I think people just need an excuse to, like, fight club it out for a little while, you know? All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right, Adam. Well, we don't have time for our next story. Boo. But I do have a headline. Okay. Woman tries to buy a baby at Walmart. From who? Adam, you know I can't answer follow-up <laughs> questions. That's not how this works. No. Come on. I know. I just, I got to at least try. Rookie mistake. Come on. <laughs> I got to at least try. Maybe one day you'll fall for it. Uh, not likely. <laughs> no. Because of my habit of only doing cursory research. Right. You can't. You just can't answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's against the bylaws of our podcast. <laughs> it's true. It's in the charter. That's right. But I will make this promise, as we always do. You and I will make every possible effort, perhaps next week, getting to this Oh, it won't be next week. We don't have an episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll try next week. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just accidentally overpromised. In some future episode, we will make our darndest effort to get to that story. I mean, it's always a bittersweet thing when you get to it and when you don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Adam, you got birthdays for us? Of course I do. You got a music bed for me? No, but I will hum one. Nope. Nope, that's also in our charter. You can't do oh, that. No, sorry, sorry, here it is. <laughs> it's already playing. God. All right, so let's do some birthday quick hits. Let's just keep this trend going. So uh, to start us off, we have Jamar Chase, who turns 22. Luka Doncic, who turns 23. He's a phenomenal person and basketball player. Tyreek Hill, 27. Draymond Green, 32. Ketcha, 35. Right? So that's, that's the first group of the youngins. Then you got Big Ben Roethlisberger, who turns 40, right? Just retired after 18 seasons. Yep. And in poor fashion, in my opinion. Chris Martin turns 45. Method Man, love him, turns 51. Julie Bowen turns 52. Daniel Craig Bond himself turns 54. Uh, we've got uh, John Bon Jovi turns the big 6-0, which is insane to me. Catherine O'Hara turns 68. Ron Howard turns 68. Also, and Mikhail Gorbachev turned 91. How about that? 90 freaking one, dude. If I said, is Mikhail Gorbachev alive or dead? I would have said dead and then tear down that wall. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. (laughs) All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? (laughs) Thank you, Clay Groves. Adam, today I have two people that were born on this day but are now dead. Okay. The first one, do you recognize the name Theodore Geisel? That sounds familiar, but I can't tell you why. 
also known as Dr. Seuss. Ah, yes. He died in 1991 at the age of 87. This week, he would have turned 118. Nice. Then we have Alexander Graham Bell, who died in 1922 at the age of 75. This week, he would have been 175. That's cool. Yeah. Good job, Alex. Yeah. There you go, bud. For doing stuff for us. Mm-hmm. Adam, I have one more thing before we go. Love that. If you remember at the top of the show, I teased a celebrity call. Yes, you did. Well, now I'm going to deliver. Yes. This is Lost Audio. I love Lost Audio. Yes. I, I forgot we had this. Okay. And just to briefly explain to the listener, in the fall of 2020, I started having health issues, which unfortunately are still unresolved to this day. <laughs> So we had to we had to shut down the show for a couple months, maybe a few months. Yeah. And so we we missed that holiday season. We actually had to run reruns. Right. Still good episodes. Great. But ones we had done previously. Right. And this person called in with a Christmas message. So I realize we're past Christmas. It's now the very end of February. But when I came across this, as you will understand in a moment, there's no way I wasn't going to play it as soon as possible. Let's do it. Brother Adam, what's happening, y'all? It's Santa the Velvet, baby! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> 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 Woo! Just call to... There it is. Wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right? 2020 has been, has been a trying one, all right? With this freaking pandemic, all right? So we got to spread some holiday cheer, man. And if you know somebody who ain't got it, and you got it. Give them some, all right? That's coming from Santa, baby. Ho, 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 ho. That's right, <laughs> baby. Hey, I got a song for y'all. Yes. Uh, shout out to Mario Cantoni of the legendary Steampipe Alley circa 1980-something or other. All right? He sang this <laughs> holiday classic, all right, in a special way. And I'm, I'm going to sing it for you guys right now, all right? A gift. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus under the mistletoe last night. Ba, 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 ba. Boom. <laughs> yes, right, baby. Much respect, all right? I, I never take somebody's stuff intentionally. That was done by Mario Cantoni on Steampipe Alley when, I, when, when, when Peter DeVilbers was a little guy, all right? But I'm not Peter DeVilbers. I'm Santa DeVilbers. I've been alive for 500,000 years, baby. <laughs> All right? Just wanted to give you guys a little something-something uh, to get you in the mood for the holidays. All right? Make sure you and your families have a great one. All right? Okay, 2021. It'll be a better one. I mean, it can't get worse. <laughs> But who are we kidding? Of course it could get worse. Everything could get worse. Just ask Mrs. Claus, man. We got married. They said for better or for worse. Ask her now, 5,000 years later. She'll tell you it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all right? So peace, and I'm out of here. Everybody uh, have a great one, all right? There it is. Oh, somebody do this a little poo-poo <laughs> the end. Well, first of all, you know we keep Christmas in our heart every day of the year, so this is always appropriate. That's right. And I thought for sure, like, as soon as he got on there with Santa Vilbus, like, out of nowhere, like, the, uh, 
it's Christmas time and Hollis Queen was going to start playing, you know. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> the official Christmas song of the Gravity Beard interns. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, I love that guy, dude. He's just like... Yeah, see, you can imagine my delight. It's like when when Christmas is over and you're packing up your Christmas decorations and you're taking down your tree and you discover an unopened gift. That's right. Somehow, yeah. somehow it got pushed under the the couch or lost in the dust ruffle or something <laughs> and there it is another gift that you didn't get to open and then you get your chance it's like the 1983 gift that clark griswold finds like hidden in the rafters yeah you know, he's going to hide gifts and he pulls it out from like decades ago it's that's like exactly that. right <laughs> yeah so there we go santa de vilbus santa de vilbus oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, Adam, we have come to the end of this episode of This Week Today. Damn it. Some brief credits before we go. Come join us in our Facebook group. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. Find us on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. The number for the Jean Benet Ramsey Crime Tips Hotline is 214-531-3936. We'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Rude for our custom logo. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Later. This Week Today is a proud member of the Podfix Network.